begotten of the dead. Father, we thank you, Lord, for exalting Jesus. Thank you for putting him at your right hand to intercede for us forevermore. Thank you because Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for, for us. We give you all the thanks. We give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. Jesus, we exalt your name. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. Be thou exalted. Be thou magnified. Thank you. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, as we go into the word today, we ask, Father, that you show us mercy. Lord, that we will receive life from you again. And you will guide us in the place of your word to find your thought for us tonight. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray that you would help me to connect with you tonight and you'll make my tongue the tongue of a ready writer to write as you will in our heart, not of the letter, but of the spirit that we may have life for your spirit will give it life. Thank you, Father. Give you all the praise for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, and you're welcome tonight, this evening. I welcome you all and uh, I trust that uh, you had a 
a blessed day, not too stressful. And uh, thank God for how you are strengthening each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. And I'm sure, I believe, because the scripture says so, that you will not uh, forget your labor of love. You have labored tonight in being here. You know, it's not easy after work, we just we'll come. It's a great sacrifice, and the Lord sees that. So the Lord, and the Lord is going to reward your labor. It's because you love Jesus, that's why you are here. So, and I believe that the Lord Jesus will, will meet with you, will encounter you as you have sacrificed to, to be here, to receive from Jesus, the Lord will increase you in life. In Jesus' name. Amen. I hope we are, I hope we are blessed. Amen. So, just take a moment to say hi to your neighbor. It's good to <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So, it's good to see our faces again. Amen. Amen. So, thank God for, for strengthening us. It's not easy, I know. But uh, we are getting stronger. We are growing stronger in the Lord. So, the Lord would would increase and help us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I think uh, before, I think when we were about to, uh, before we started, I think there's, there was a, uh, I don't know, Joy, you are laughing. Is there something you are saying? Amen. <laughs> um, where I was uh, thinking I would start from today actually is like it has changed. So, and I just want to follow how the Lord wants to do, do, or how the Lord wants to bless us today. Um, it's, like, it's like the Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm trusting God for for help and direction. Amen. So uh, I guess you can you can start with Maybe a quick uh, recap from last week. Uh, does anybody, I hope we were blessed last week. Yeah. <laughs> does anybody uh, maybe have grace to just quickly remind us of what we learned last week?
anybody. Man, it's, it's like it's like this way everybody's not normally when there's a it's not exam right you know in that exam or maybe where they are not asked a question that everybody doesn't know they will not everybody will not be asked do you know that do you answer to that question yes it's a it's a <laughs> yeah i mean sure you, you got to the answer now does anybody want to just just a quick quick recap mm, just give us a recap by just by the spirit and From last, tuesday. last tuesday yes Help us. Shall I call somebody? Shall I call somebody to help us quickly? Or do you want to volunteer? And does anybody want to volunteer? Yeah. Nobody wants to volunteer, eh? Where's the where's the I think there's a mic. We have mic up, okay. So who wants to volunteer now? Nobody. Joy, do you want to volunteer? No, why? It's like you can't remember, eh? <laughs> okay, who can remember? Okay, what can you remember about last week, Tuesday? Attachment from things that we do yeah. in, the in this world, mm -hmm. like, yes. like detaching ourselves from things and separating ourselves from our um, our natural life, or I'll say the the things that seem like our work, our jobs, mm. those things. How to? I think we're teaching more on how to. Um, of how to place them, mm. how to place those things, and yes. the importance we should give to God yeah. in our life. And it was more like just m for me, it was more like a a charge mm. to call us to be more um, to be more spiritual. Yes, mm. Mm. more spiritual True. towards things. Uh, towards decisions, uh, maybe it's last week or so, so on Saturday. I think I'm mixing it up now. We are saying that every every decision we make is spiritual. Spiritual, yes. Uh, I'm not sure. Huh? I think that was I think that was Saturday. Saturday yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah, but so Tuesday and Saturday kind of kind of tied in somewhere and mm. just being more of like a charge on how to separate ourselves pretty much and. 
we must give in to God, God prioritizing yeah. the things of God as opposed to just com- um, spending all our life and spending our mm. heart on on things of the world wow. or just the admonition. admonition. Yeah. Awesome, thank you. And that that kind of captured the 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 I'll say the it's like so just summarize, summarizes everything. Amen. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So does anybody now do, do, does someone have courage to add to what has been said? Right. No courage? I know. See, this is grace. Grace was just given just now. They just, you know, grace. So no grace now. Uh, tap from this grace too. Yeah? Okay. So nobody wants to say. I would have I would have called the I don't know. It was help us add to this. But uh, she's taking care of the baby there. Alright, alright. So Joy, you don't want to don't to add anything. You can you can remember something now, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay. About Karen. You want to add something? Last week, from last week, Tuesday, you're talking about how um, having friends that are filled with the Spirit is important in order to help us grow. And you shared your own um, story about how you connected with Pastor Jeff. Mm. Yeah, and also um, um, the the scripture, how the scripture will reveal the things of the spirit to our spirit. That, um, you know what I'm talking about? Reveal the things of the spirit to our spirit. Yes. Meaning we have to be in the, wo- in the word of God. We have to be reading the word yes. in order to know um, what we ought to do, how we ought to live our lives from the word of God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for that addition. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So that's clap. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Mm. I'm just going to maybe just just a little bit charge again today. Maybe we'll just get ch- charged a bit. But have uh, we been blessed so far? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Mm. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Erima, I mean a sofa nakar. Erina tam isifina. Im so humo. I'm um, time, 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 and time, and time, and time. It's end time. Time is ending. It's ending. It's ending. It's ending time. Time is ending. 
elmi, elmi, fin, hama, hamasa, 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 hamasafia, emsaya. End time, end it. End time, end. No? Eh? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Spirit of God. We worship you. Oh, Mahilia Fana, Helmata. Me. Oh, it's me. Me, it's me, it's me, it's me doing it. Oh, Mahal Visa, Ama, Ama, Ama Sai, Hem Su, Um, Um Su, Um Su, Pian Su, Hait, Helmi, Halvin. Su talmaka elvayatasna tasna elma elma talmas su Yes. You, your heart. Yes, yes. You, your heart. 
your heart now he it is his time let him reign 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 time time for there might be war within your members but be at peace be at peace be at rest for i am worried to take over yes i'm taking over Yes. I'm taking over you. Amen. I'm taking over you. Yes. For my life is about to reign. Amen. I'm doing that walk. I am doing my walk. It's, 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 it's me walking. It is me walking. Sit still. Sit still. Yes. Sit still. For I am walking. Mm. I am at walk. I am at walk. 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 Yes. For many, 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 even many, many adversaries will rise up. Many adversaries will rise up to mm. war in your heart, but I will win. Amen. I will reign. I will reign. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. We appreciate all that yes. you are doing. We appreciate your, your person because you are a man of war. You're a man of war. Yes, and you will war. You will war with everything that is taking place in our hearts that is not yours. You will take them all away. Amen. You will win them away. Amen. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, the Lord has been faithful, has been kind, and we thank him for showing us mercy. Hmm. Amen. I know most of the time when we hear end time, the first thing that comes to our mind is, <laughs> is Jesus coming now. <laughs> Jesus has arrived. Amen. No, I mean, of course, by now we know we all have understanding that that's not necessarily what it, it might mean, right? I mean, there is the time that Jesus would come, according to scripture. There is the time that it would end all things, right, to bring a new age, which is the age of the world to come, right? But when you hear, when you hear, when you hear end time, Right, especially when you are looking at scripture, right? There's a, there's a way it applies, right, to us, in the sense that most of the time when you look at things in scripture, you you find it applying to nations and then individuals. So everything that might have, let's say, a global impact, or please, can we turn off the AC? I think it's cold now, Abby. It's not cold. Yes, you can turn it up. Amen. So that before all of us freeze now. I think we have lowered the temperature enough, Abby. <laughs> Amen. So we have uh, oh that's true. Before this is the end all of us too. <laughs> Amen. I just I just joking. But anyways, so there is um, 
there is the season, right, of, or the, let me put, there is the season over nations and over people, right? So when you have a global, when the Lord is maybe talking to a nation or there is, uh, or you, you hear scripture in terms of nations, right? Talking to nations, talking to a people, but as it applies to nations, it also applies to nations within men as well. Right? Because a man is also a nation. And so you can have scripture, or, or in, in, in a sense, for a typical example, right, is when in scripture you see prophecy for Israel, right? But that prophecy that is for Israel applies to us today, right? So, and also you see scripture like Paul talking about he who is a Jew in the spirit, right? So talking about those that are Jew is he who is circumcising the heart, right? <laughs> See circumcisions of the heart. So it says a Jew in the spirit. Now, and of course we know that there is the Jewish nation before, right? Which the Lord gave circumcision to, right? But then moving it that, okay, that doesn't apply to them now in the New Testament. There's a way things are, which is and we should look at the way it is, right? It is for individuals, right? Because you don't have, not then Jew, it's a, it's a nation, it's a couple of people, right? But now, a Jew can be from anywhere, as long as you believe in Jesus, right? Spiritually. And that's what Jew means, spiritually. So it's not just, so it's not just Jew as a person, right? So when they say, who is a Jew, spiritually, right? So yeah, they are talking about a people of God because in the Old Testament, God sampled the Jewish nation as his people. So when you now hear he who is a Jew in the spirit, now they are now talking about somebody right, that is a people of God or that is born again, right? So becoming a people of God. So then you can see that things apply to nations and then individually, right? The same way you also see, and this one is very important in the sense that we see it uh, most of the time in scripture, but sometimes it's difficult to understand them. Especially when you go to that book of Revelation, that's that one, eh? it's one of the most difficult books to understand. But it's not difficult if you have the key. In short, most people have misinterpreted those, but you see where in Revelations or Daniel, they begin to talk about end time, things that will happen on, you know, at the end of time, right? They began to talk about um, things for nations. So you hear, you know, in the end time, the kingdom that is coming, right? Um, you see the kingdom of God, the kingdom of, you know, the beast, and you know, we have the beast and all that. So in as much as that applies globally, in the sense that, of course, you see something prevalent, right? In the natural, right? So you can have, you can have, so for example, this one, I don't think, sorry, in my head, I'm, try, I'm trying to be fast, and I, at the same time, I'm trying not to say too much that I will have to explain. So I'm trying to, but you see where they will mention things like, I know most of us, maybe we don't, have you we, have we read Revelations before? I, I know you have read Revelations. Have, have you ever read Revelations before? The book of Revelation. Not the whole thing, but you've read some of it. Do you understand when you read it? Uh -huh. 
Have you read Revelations before? So when you read it, you understand it as well. There's an extent, okay. I like that. Because whenever you read the Bible, you, to some extent, you, you still have something, right? Okay. So uh, I don't know if you've read Revelations um, 8, Revelation 7, or um, 9, right? Where they began to talk about, I think it's 8, right? They're talking about the great woman Babylon, right? Now, and we know that Babylon is the world. So there's what that means, right? In as much as you have Babylon, that is the world, right? Or a worldly, you can have a worldly dominion, right? So Babylon is the world system that Satan has said. So in as much as you can have a world that can be worldly, right? You can have this earth. People on earth can be worldly, right? You also have individuals that can be worldly, right? So you have people, a, a, a system of people, a system of worldliness, right? Like the Babylon, which is a system, and then who have kings, right? Mm -hmm. That it's, it's, she serves a wine, right? And those kings, they'll take the wine and then serve everybody else. So there's what that means in a global sense. In the sense that, okay, on earth there are men that are like that. But if you now remove, if you look away from that, then you can now begin to see that individually it's possible to be worldly. Right? So as much as things apply globally, and you can see that in scripture where God is, and most of the time that's, it's almost like that's how God even works, in the sense that it's working individually and globally. So things that may apply globally will also still apply individually. Right? So depending on how God wants to address things. So if God wants to address you, it will take that which applies. It could look like a nation, but it will be for you. And the same way it can be for nations, the world, right? <laughs> because eventually, if you, and if you look at it, what makes up nations are individuals. So it makes sense. That what applies globally can also apply individually. Right? Because if you get millions of people to be born again, of course that will affect the kind of life that people that are born again, the, their environment, the kind of life that they will live, it will be different. Right? So if you just take a, a, a country, now say every Christian in the world move to that country, take all your resources, right? go to that country, live there. I can tell you, the life that will be there will be so different from the rest of the world. Why? Because a Christian mind does not have the same sense like the worldly mind. Even when it comes to being good and bad, they don't have the same sense. Take the worldly sense, put all the good you want there, and then take Christians and let them do good and see the difference. You see that there will be there will still be a huge difference, right? Because there's that thing called Christian Christian mind. Right? That just Christian mind is not it's not a it's not, it's not a simple thing. No. When we get born again and we are changed, it's a serious blessing that has happened to a soul, right? Such that there's no way you will do something wrong that may look seemingly right. And the only ghost will not preach you inside. See that thing, no. Yeah. An unbeliever will not have that kind of sense. So what 
an unbeliever will consider good. It's not the same as what a believer will consider good. So we should appreciate God yes. for the beauty and grace and help that he has given us to even be born again and have a different kind of mind. Right? To not just be uh, you know, worldly and I mean, of course, we are different, different, different grades, right? But the fact that you are just born again, and Holy Ghost can just ap yeah. appeal to your conscience, it's a, it's a great blessing. Yes, sir. It's a great blessing. Yes, sir. It's not, you should appreciate God for that. It's not ordinary. It's a great blessing, right? So that's why we should thank Jesus for salvation. We should thank him. All the, just give thanks to him. Amen. So, so we, we see that Things that apply right individually can also apply globally. So, in the sense, when you now talk about when you now move into scripture, and the scripture is talking about end time, end time, end time, right? So, the 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 way it is that there's going to be an end time over the soul individually. There are also seasons over souls, and there is always an end time for souls. Amen. An end time for souls is when things have come to its fullness, to an end. Right? It is an end time. It's a time to end things. Right? Now, when... Huh. So when I say they, they will end things, it means that as you are growing spiritually, there are seasons that the Lord, would have, uh, the Lord has marked to be an end time. And every end time will mark the end of something. Right? You can, and you can also call end time fullness of time. Right? You can also call it fullness of time. And you know, Jesus had an end time. Right? You know, there are times he will be amongst the, the people and then they want to get the same for his time has not yet come. Right? His time has not yet come. And he said, it's not time for him to end on the cross. Right? So there's a season. Right? There is a season where he was baptized. Right? And I said, this is my beloved son, Jordan. Then Mount of Transfiguration. These are, those, are, those are times, right, for Jesus. But you see scripture using the word fullness, fullness of time, fullness of time. The time has not yet fully come. So you see that Jesus couldn't go to the cross until the time came for him to go to the cross. Amen. Amen. Now, there's a sense I want to bring from this, in the sense, uh, and, and that sense is that as believers, we should not joke with our spiritual journey. We should not joke with it. No matter how small, no matter how little it is, we should not joke with our spiritual journey. Why? Because there, there, are, there are times that we should be sensitive to things in the spirit. Not just times, we should always be sensitive. You know what I mean? But there are seasons over souls such that if a soul should miss it, it might be difficult to get back. It might be difficult to get back. And the thing is that you might never get it back. 
that means is that the grace that has come in that season, right, that can make things go fast. If you are trying to do it in another season, you may try and do it too, but it won't be like the other season when you should have journeyed. And there's a way the Lord showed us this, right, in the natural. You know there are seasons in the natural that once you pass it, you can never get it back. Right? Now, this baby now is in a season. When this baby grows to be five, this season that she has now, she cannot get it back. Right? Okay, well, she's still developing years, years, and awesome. But she can never go back to be crawling. Can she? So, when it is time to crawl and she did not crawl, now she's grown now. She may still be able to crawl, do you understand? But by design of the season and time that she's in, she cannot always crawl. You understand that? No, for example, there are times that she will crawl, maybe she sees a ara crawling. Oh! She's crawling, so she's, ex- she's trying to do it. She now crawl, right, with her. They will play. But not long after, she will still stand up and continue. So you are seeing that, that thing now. Can, you, you may not say, ah, it's better to walk now, yes. But does that mean that I experience crawling? It's not important. It's part of our formation, right? Now, when they are crawling, they are developing uh, motor skills. Right? Their movement. It's, part of, it's all part of their development. So let's say now, of course, maybe she cannot even remember now, but I'm just giving us a sense in the sense that if she can, if she can remember all her experience when she was crawling, she'll be telling you, oh, that time when I used to crawl, it's part of her experiences inside her. Now imagine that she never learned to crawl. Even when she's like this, she may not even know how to do it. She has gone past this stage, right? But now she may not know if she never ever learned it. It's possible that she will try to do it. She won't just have it inside her how to. The way she see maybe her cross match, she's just like, yeah, let me do it. Let's say she never had the memory of, she, or in her, in her frame, she never had, was able to. She may, she may, I'm not saying this, I'm just giving us a sense that she may not actually know how to. Now, what am I saying is, I'm saying that every time that the Lord has given, right, should be used max, is it max, maximized? Max, should be maximized in use. Let me use that word, right? Now, so, is a season, now using this uh, example of, you know, maybe that I was saying, now look at it now, that when you are, okay, when she will grow and then go to school, it's a season in her life too, right? Then there are, there are seasons where she will be in school there are seasons where she will start working. There are seasons where she will no longer be in school. She'll be fully working. Right? I'm just using our life cycle. But you now realize that if, if you are, okay, let me put it for example, it's time and a season where you ought to be a student. Right? But never learned to be a student. Crossed it. Right? Well, maybe that's not even a perfect example. In the sense that when you're a student, there are certain things you'll be able to do. 
And at that time, we even think about what married people do, because that's not your problem, right? The problem at that time is passing exams and getting a job, working, right? The moment somebody finishes school and they start working, that season of, and all the time you have during school, right, has, has gone, right? Then you're not working. You still have time, but it's put into other things now. And also, you now realize that in every season, time is not always the same. For your school now, you can wake up anytime, as long as your class is not in the morning, right? You, you can schedule things around because class is, you don't go straight and take eight hour class. I don't know if there's ever been a class like that, but even if there is a class like that, between each classes, there's always, either, is it 15 minutes break or 30 minutes? 15 minutes. So between each class, there's always a 15 minutes break. And at some point, you can even have, because you know that, ah, some classes are in the afternoon. So you can have two classes in the morning, then take a break, then have one class in the, in the afternoon, right? So then you can space things out. But when you leave that season and you start working, it's a different season entirely. So school time has ended. There's an end time for school. Then there's a time to work. Right, so I'm just using that. But if I want to summarize everything, right, you have, uh, for, for us believers, for everybody, you have season that you are single, and you have season that you are not single. They are not all the same season. And each season has its use, right? Mm -hmm. So, because each season has its use, it means that we must maximize every season that is upon us. And just like I said, once somebody is married, they may never get singlehood back, right? Now, like I was explaining work and student, right? You now realize that all the time that you have in your hand when you are single, that all you need to think about is your food, your school, and your work. And they are even limited, right? Mm -hmm. So those, those uh, seasons, right, once they pass, once you marry, things have changed. Your time is not going to be the same. Why? Now imagine you are single going to school. Changes to a single going to work. In school, you can schedule things around. Now you are working, no, it's eight hours straight. You have eight hours straight. That is that's still, 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 that is still good in a way, right? Because after eight hours, if you're not tired, you still have time. Although I can tell you that most of the time, your time, you don't have, you don't have much time in your hand like you are when you're you, you a student, right? So there's a, there's a season for that as well, right? And then, let's say you're now married, and you're working, right? So eight hours plus 24 hours. So inside, inside, inside 24 hours, your 24 hours is, is locked. How? To spouse. Inside that, you still have to now give eight hours to work. 
Now I realize that as you grow, you actually don't have enough. <laughs> you don't have much time in your hand like you think, that you might think you do. You don't. So there is season for everything. And that is why it is good to know how to use your seasons. It's good. I thank God that I didn't use all my time going to a club and party and what else? There are things that were common during our time that time. Party is number one on the list and club. If not every weekend, maybe it's even, I think it's every week, definitely every weekend there's a party. During the week there are also parties. But that weekend, for sure. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you now have, you have, this season, or let me put this way, you now have seasons in your life when you are, you have time at your disposal. Now, as a student, you may think you don't have time. Mm -hmm. I have school, I don't uh, marry first and grow and have work. Mm -hmm. Then you thank God for the time you have now. Yeah. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. In case you're like, no, I don't have time. This is the time, time, this is the best time. A single to experience as much as possible in God. Like I was saying on Tuesday, I think part of what I was saying on Tuesday is that ex you know Christianity is not <laughs> Christianity is, is not boring. When you are experiencing God, it's not boring. Christianity can only be boring when you are not experiencing God. Right? Maybe you'll be reading your Bible you are looking for, and you are sincerely looking for God, right? And you've been reading your Bible and reading your Bible and reading your Bible and reading your Bible. One day, you will jam something. Yes, sir. And whatever you jam, I'm talking about spirit, right? Would add oil to you. Enough for you to keep going. But each, and the thing about it is that each time you experience God, there is a deposit of life inside that you have which is not the same as you were before the experience. So each experience you have is adding something to you. It's adding some, and that's, that's, that's the nature of, of growth. All of us growing, eh? there are seasons. If, you, if I look back now, I, I'm like, ah, it's true. Maybe most of the time, things that were added to me, I can almost get a sense, right? And each time things was, there are things added, I can tell you for sure, it's not this, like the life after that is not the yeah. same as before then. Right? It's not. Yes, Unless somebody is not too wise. Remember, they just don't, <laughs> remember, we, just don't, we just don't like grow, growing. Right? Because the, the experience or when things are added to you, the experience is real. Right? The life is real. The that which is received is real. You, there's a witness in your spirit that you, you can't even deny it. It's there. And you always carry it. And if you can close the window upstairs, I think we hear that, that noise again. Amen. So, 
what I'm saying is that we should continue experience, we should experience as much of God as we can. Now, I'm not now saying that those, oh, some of us are not single, that we don't also have, uh, we still have, we still have our own experience that we still have to, uh, but it is good, it is good that when you are in the days of your youth, remember the Lord thy God. Because the day of your youth has an end time. Right? It has an end time. I don't know why I'm talking this way. What I was thinking I was going to talk about is actually, maybe I'll, I'll probably connect it again, right? But I, I was talking about season, right, over souls in the spirit. But also trying to give us a sense in the natural too. It's still spiritual in a way. Just to show us, this one is to mark, to mark something in our heart about our spiritual journey. We should take it serious. If you are looking for God, continue looking. Don't stop. Even if it looks like, Lord, why am I not finding you? Just continue. My heart to fail, my right? Cast me. Just continue. Why? Because the Lord is watching. And the Lord is looking. Right? He knows the time. He has it, he has, he has it in his mind when to come to you. So even though it seems like he has, he's not coming, he's preparing you. Because everything God does, he prepares you for it. Then he adds to you. Most of the time that, you know, maybe I've been praying to God about something, Lord, I just want to grow in It seems as if nothing is happening, but God, the Lord is just looking at me and just preparing and the funny thing is that when I, the answer actually comes, I don't know. You understand? I don't, I don't know in the sense that I just realize that. Wait, till, wait, till this thing I'm praying for has, has come. Right, so just, you just keep going in the Lord. Just keep growing and keep journeying. We should have an attitude of it's sojourner, right? We should be always excited and hopeful for what the Lord has to do. Right? So don't, don't be tired. Don't be weary. But what you should do is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Right? And maybe... I'm finding it difficult, or maybe you're finding it difficult to do that, to love your God. I mean, just pray about it. Prayer goes a long way as yeah. believers, as Christians. Prayer by now should be, part, should be your natural response to most things. If you discover a lack somewhere, right? I have, no, I have not grown here, or something, something, something. The first thing that should come is pray. Lord, this thing, can you add it to me, Lord? Yeah. I want, there's no, if you want it sincerely, the Lord will not deny you. You yeah. won't. Just know that when you pray the prayer, it's not, you're you not going to say the answer the next minute. Yeah. 
Because sometimes we are praying for certain things are growth. We want to pray now and then the thing that we are praying for. Why? Because if you if you check how the Lord has been work, just check how the Lord has been working with you. You realize that things that's not money, car, house, all those things, even sometimes those ones, the Lord does not just give you right away. Yeah. <laughs> give you right away. The thing it can probably maybe give you right away. Maybe is you need money urgently. And you pray, Lord, I need urgent 2K. Lord, <laughs> uh, please help me with urgent 2K. Nah. Okay, it's money. All right. The Lord can arrange it that somebody will just call you. Hey, Shade, do you need 2K? Yes, I do. Okay, all right. Send me your account details. Papa, why are you wondering? Wow. The Lord did provide you. But anything that has to do with spiritual growth is not... Sharp, sharp. Jehovah, sharp, sharp. No rich day. No. If, if, if not sharp, sharp, why did Jesus immediately he, he was born, not quickly go to the cross? And you know cross has already been waiting for him the moment he was born. Right? The moment he was born, the king was already ready to crucify him. As well, go and ah, see, I have, I have come to the world. They are ready to kill me. Yes, as a baby. Let me go and die. Or just die. No, no. Angel has to appear to Mary and Joseph. Carry this baby. Run. <laughs> Pick race. Then after the season has passed, they say, okay, Mary, return back. Joseph, yeah, return back. Oh. It's safe now, right? Meaning that anything that has to do with spiritual journey, it takes time. Yeah. It takes process. It's not instant. Yeah. So when we are praying, we should, because it is a faith attitude, yeah. right? And the thing about that faith is that it is a substance of things hoped for. Yeah. Meaning you are hoping for it, right? until it is seen in you, right? So it's no longer hope, right? Because you now have it. You have seen it. It is different. Amen? Amen. So, just continue. Continue. If there's anything you want to grow in, keep praying about it. Keep praying about it. And what should you continue giving yourself to? Is the life in the spirit is in the life in is the life in the spirit. Amen. Amen. One thing that I'm seeing in my heart is that the Lord wants to end a season in our heart, in our lives. Amen. What the Lord wants to end is is a seasons of death, Amen. spiritual dryness, Amen. spiritual deadness. Why? The Lord wants to re- end flesh Amen. and bring spirit. Amen. Because the moment you cross into the kingdom is an end time. Why? Because it's the fullness of the spirit you have come into. So that's a season of your life, right? That heaven is ending 
flesh. How? Because the moment you cross into the kingdom, you become stony. You become rocky. Which marks the end of flesh. Right? Of, it, marks, it marks the end of grass life. It's a grassy life. Right? And we're going to see the nature of grass life. We're going to see that nature. Grass life has its end. Is when it's becoming stone or becoming Christ. And that happens at the moment that believers grow into the kingdom of God. Right? Mm-hmm. But I want us to just understand that concept of season and time over souls. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm using that to tell us about season, right, in spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. But I want us to ha- also have a sense of our time now in the natural. What do I mean by that? Although when I said natural, I mean, so for example now, I'm single or I'm working. What should I be doing with my time? Right? I'm done school. The next thing can be, or, okay, so for those that are done school, for, I will get to us married people. God will help me. Now for us that are single, right, you might be wondering, what should I do with my time? Right? These are the time to fast. These are your time to do all your fasting and prayer. Do you know what I mean? In the sense that this is the best time to experience God as much as you can. And the experience of God goes beyond just reading your Bible and praying. Do you understand? I mean, of course, that's what you have to do as a believer because it's your lifeline. So I'm not in any way saying don't read your Bible or don't pray or in any way making it any less of an importance. No. It is important that you do that. But I'm just saying that there are things you should get. Richness of experience in the things of God. There are things you should experience now. Right? As a, as a single person. Like the leading of the spirit. Like fellowshipping with the spirit. Right? Experiencing the spiritual realm much more, right? By now, so in 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 our life, right? We should love spiritual experience too much. That's that's. I I know we are not all the same, right? Some of us will be like maybe when we see spiritual gift at work, that's just them. No, when you see it, it should create something yeah. inside of you. There's a, there's a desire it should trigger. Right? Or for example, maybe you see an activity of the spirit. Maybe tongue and interpretation. You'll be like, what's that? Do you know that the Lord does, uses that on purpose? There's a reason for that. And it's not ordinary. Right? In the sense that it is... By that tongue and interpretation, I was listening to it. And by just listening to it, I knew I know I, desi- sorry, I desired it. And in desiring it, right, I know uh, perhaps it's because of, because that, the gift that the Lord operates is as the Spirit wills too. Right? Because out of the nine, there are all, in short, I've asked for all of them. Right? But the Lord did not activate all of them. Because it has a spirit 
wings. There is the one for there's the one the Holy Ghost will give to, as He wills. Right? But that doesn't stop you from desiring spiritual yeah. gift. It doesn't mean that it is wrong if you desire it. I desired a lot of things spiritually, but I'm not get them. And I have friends that have it. Right? Each time I now see that play, I'm like, ah! Lord, now wow, why are you not giving this kind of thing? Now, well, you don't say I like this kind of thing. But I like it. Yeah? But I know. Me, myself, what? there are some gifts that I'm praying for it. Me, I know it won't come. Because I'm looking at my nature, I'm looking at the gift. And I'm looking like, if they give me this thing, ah! I may not truly, truly follow God fully. Oh. No, 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 no. There are some, some gifts then that if I have access to, ah, I don't think my journey will be straight. I don't think so. Now, nah, I may say because of my sense, now I think maybe it would have been okay. I doubt it. I doubt it, no. Because there are still, you'll be so sure there are still some desire in the heart. Some desire that God, simply because you don't have it, you're not exposed to certain evil. Yes, sir. And you don't know if they put you inside. It's a certain situation, certain gift, let it operate. Don't let it leave you there in that gift for like a year. You may not know what will just come out of you. Right? So we shall thank God for what the Lord has enabled and given each and every one of us. Amen. Why? Because what the Lord has given is safe. Amen. So whatever the Lord gives you. Yeah. So, but one thing that you don't, you don't need is being spiritual. Sorry, don't need to. Okay, what I'm trying to say, it's not a gift. Being spiritual is not a gift. It's a way of being. You understand? To be spiritually inclined, right? Is that is it is true that Lord can the Lord can activate certain gift in you, right? <laughs> so, if, during the, the, our season. Uh, our season of singlehood, that's, that's the best time to experience God as much as possible. Can we read uh, Ecclesiastes 12? Right? I think it's 12. I think there's a, there's a sense in there that Ecclesiastes is giving us. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to open this. This Bible is so soft. So we're looking for the preacher. We are looking for the preacher. Twelve verse nine, Abby. Or is it verse nine? Or is it chapter? Okay. At least that is twelve. Let's read from verse 1. Read verse 1. I think that's, that's the one. But they, they call uh, they call Ecclesiastes the preacher. Abby? Although Ecclesiastes is the 
is the uh, like ecclesia, the church, or congregation. Uh, they also or they call it the preacher. Ecclesiastes, the speaker before assembly to the preacher. Anyway, so the preacher says in verse, in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, he says, Remember now thy cry, creator in the days of thy youth. You see, in the days of thy youth. So there's a days of youth, then there's another day. So while the evil days come not, nor the years draw near, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. You see? So it says, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds returned after the rain. Right? Amen. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders cease because they are few and those that look out of the window be darkened. And the doors shall be shut in the street when the sound of the grinding is low and he, he shall rise up at the voice of the bird and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Right? Also when they shall be afraid of that which is high and fear shall be in the way and the almond tree shall flourish and the grasshopper shall be a burden and desire shall fail because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about the street. Right? But I think they are just giving a sense, right, about times, right? While this, before that. While this, before, right? Giving us a sense of there are times good. <laughs> so what they're technically saying is that, see, there are times you are not yet exposed to certain evil. Right? Make, because the Lord knows that if they expose you to it, you may not have capacity to handle them. Right? So there is a time, right, of your youth. You are still developing. You are still growing. Like we are in now. Most of us are young. Right? So like young souls, what should they do when they are young? They should be remembering their creator. Right? Young people should not be spending their time on things that are not, that are not profitable spiritually. Right? So it doesn't mean that you can't go about your, your days, you know, going to work. <laughs> but be wise with your time. Be wise with your days. Understand your season. Understand your time. Now, if somebody had told me when I was a student or before I even got married, although thank God I still you know, spend time with the Lord, but me, I know that if somebody had told me this time, this time now, yeah. now, then, I know I would have even put more effort. I still did something. I still put effort, right? I mean, what were we doing? In short, they called us a uh, spirit cocoa, all kinds of all kinds of names, you know. Somebody was somebody was praying out of the goodness of their heart hmm, for food. People were angry. 
that prayer for food was more than five minutes. Eh? Why would they be? You know, and and certain people were angry that why prayer? They say you should pray. You are praying five minute prayer. Prayer. You pray for five minutes. Some people will be. You prayed for five minutes. They will carry. They will carry drum. And beloved, thank you, Jesus. Right? I have to tell you that they love spirit. Right? But if somebody is angry that you are praying too long, because uh -uh. now the five minutes that they prayed, the food has been waiting longer than that. So what's not the five minutes going to do? The food will be cold. And warm it up now. That's why we have microwave. Abby? But they can be angry, why? And the reason, and the reason, right? I'm not talk about the reason, but the summary is just that souls, right, should love spiritual things. Yeah. The days of when, when you see a young person giving themselves to God, that's the time to encourage it, yeah. not to kill it. Why? Because they are being trained in the way they should go. Right? In some in some places, they are. They are trying to get their young people <laughs> to love Jesus. And now somebody pray for five minutes. Ah, ah that's, that's clap now. Right? But what am I saying is the, the season of youth, the youthful time is the time to experience God as much as possible. As much as possible. Now, because when somebody is youthful or single, there are certain things that presses, right, on them. One, make more money. Two, look for husband or wife. Those two things, they are the major temptation, right, of single people or young, younger. Now, now when I have married, that one, I don't know, money is always consistent. Whether you are young or old, money is, is trans, transseasonal. Right? Married, they will also be looking for money. In short, that's why, because the problem of looking for husband and wife has gone. Yeah. So the only thing they now face squarely is that money thing. Mm -hmm. How to make more money. And then you see people, without thinking twice, they are ready to do two, three jobs. Two, three. And you'll be wondering, ah, you want two, three jobs, okay. And what's the, what's, the, what's the reason? Well, I have the time. You have the time. So, because you have the time, so I was, I was, so I was gisting, and then, you know, I was saying how they will be taking account. And I see that, I mean, they don't even need to say that they want to read their Bible or pray or search, search for God. I don't even need to hear that, right? I don't need to hear the reason. I just need to know the reason for what you are giving yourself to. So, if because, I don't know why I always talk about money. Money is, ah, I don't, I don't like talking about money. But it's always, it always, always seems to, to land there somehow. I don't know, right? And I don't know. I don't know why, I don't know why I'm always talking about two, two, three jobs. I'm sorry, right? Please forgive me. 
honestly, honestly, this one is just, just has nothing to do with anybody. It's just, it's just what, what is coming to my head, right? Because that thought has, in short, I'm even to give up my head because that thought has, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not new. It's common. It's not a new thing. It's not a new thought. It's a past way too, where you'll be looking. Okay, I have this much time. What should I? What should I spend? Ah, I can make more money. Right? But thank God that God helped me to be content. Right? As I was growing and I was single, I was making enough. I was able to save. In short, that time, I can tell you how much I'm saving. I'm saving like $300 every month, which is very small. Ah, so like, oh, that's big. Okay. As of that time, it's very small. Especially, especially think about me trying to now get married. How much can I save? Just calculate how much can I save in a year? <laughs> and, and I know I will get married one day. And I know it's not going to be five years before I get So me, I already know that. <laughs> How am people going to get married? The Lord has to prepare. The Lord has to, has to supply because if not, I would need to take two, three or four jobs to be able to make enough money <laughs> to marry. And again, in that time, you know, you can't take any chances. And I know I'm going to the Igbo land. <laughs> and just that land alone, when you hear the land alone, you, you know that when you go there, it's not, it's not this. I thank God that God saved me. Right? That God did not put too much body. No, my, my, my father-in-law, thank God for him. If not, I would have paid through my nose. <laughs> no, but even that, no, I, I, I've not met him yet. I, I have met him, but I, you know, I don't know how that area will go. So I have to, by faith, be praying that, see, all the story I've heard, <laughs> let, it not, let it not pass over me. <laughs> by faith. Because I know that I can't take two, three, five jobs. Even if I do, I want to be like make to even be top. And I know that if I do that, there's something I'm doing to myself. It means that I am limiting the amount of time that I will be using to spend with God. And even though I said I have enough time, I may be lying to myself. You know why? Because out of 24 hours, I've already spent eight for one. I still have to sleep. So let's say I have eight hours for that too. That's 16 hours gone out of 24. How many hours left? Eight. Out of that, is it eight? So eight times three, 24, right? So there's eight left. So eight, eight, 16, right? So there's another eight left. You are right. Your, your math is correct. Out of that eight, so that eight hours, that's just work. You have to calculate travel time to go and to return. So that's already one hour, depending on how far. One hour to two hours out of eight. So you have like how many left? Six. Out of that six, you have to prepare. Shower, eat, <laughs> minus one hour. When you come back, you have to eat minus 30 minutes. So you have four hours left, right? Please. 
and you want to pray, and you know that before you, when you start praying, the first 30 minutes, one hour, is you try to get yourself to pray. Right? Because you are thinking of the food you are going to eat next day. You are thinking of things you have to prepare. Your mind is already occupied. So many things. So when you now check it, the, the reality of time is that you don't actually have time as much as you think you do. Right? Just the reality of things. I mean, it's possible that the Lord can provide wisdom such a way that maybe what you are doing is not as tedious that you can still spend time with God right, while you are working. Right? But the truth of the matter is that that will require serious discipline. Right? In the sense that you have, you have to be intentional about your spiritual life. Right? And how you know you are intentional is just check how much time you naturally use. Right? To seek for the things of God. How much time do you naturally... I mean, it's, it might be difficult to take account, right? But how much of time do you actually spend? Spend. Investing. Or sowing yourself in the spirit. Amen. You know, when you sow, you will reap. And sowing is the same, or let me put it this way, is almost, is almost the same as getting ready to be born. You understand? In the sense that when you sow, when you sow a seed in the ground, what, it would, what will happen first is that it will first of all die, right? And then grow, germinate. The one is germinating, it will multiply. That multiplication is not just, it's not just multiplication, it's almost it's a reborn. Of that, but that reborn is bearing fruit, right? The same goes that every single thing you are doing in sowing yourself in the spirit, you will reap it in the future. It may not seem, it may not seem any, like it's something beautiful or useful to you now. Yeah. But just wait a year. Wait two years. Wait three years. You will reap what you've sown. Yeah. And here's the thing. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So if you sow to the spirit, you will reap life. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. Right? Mm -hmm. Which is why what believers should be doing in their season, right, youthful season, is to keep sowing. To keep sowing. And for us that are married, we, should, we still keep sowing too. We keep sowing ourselves. We keep sowing. Why? Because we still need to grow. So we need to still keep sowing. Keep sowing. Keep throwing ourselves in the spirit. Even if there's something that we have missed while, you, while we were young, maybe things we haven't done, the Lord by mercy can still add. Why? By the faithfulness of sowing. Keep sowing. Keep sowing. But why, why, the thing, the thing why we, should be, we should be excited 
right, about sowing now is that when you sow now, look at it this way. You won't have to wait in another season when you don't have the time anymore. Know that what you needed to do to grow yourself now, you still do it even if you are married. Right? But now that you have less time, huh? what are the things? After I'm married, should, should my life be that I'm praying that my husband will know God? So my time is spent on my wife will know God. Right? Imagine when you're supposed to be growing. Right? But now, your focus is, Lord, save me. Save my husband. Lord, save me, save my wife. Right? Now, because now, that time will still steal from you. Because those are times you could have been using to pray. Pray concerning the will of God. Knowing what the Lord wants to do. And, I, and, and the thing is that the Lord may not have... I mean, so if the Lord wants you to do something, but the situation around you does not allow it, God can't force you. Do you understand? You will still have, okay, let's work with you in your situation, and the best we can make out of it, the Lord will do that. Right? But it's possible that we may not have the capacity to live up to the fullest as we should. So what should we do to still keep sowing? Right? So even if that's, the, even if that's our situation, we, st we, should, we should just pray for wisdom. Right? The Lord should help us with wisdom on how we are going to apply ourselves to growth. Right? Because in that season, what, what, what do you have? You still have your time that you have. So the Lord needs to come with a wisdom somehow to help you give yourself to him so you can grow. But that's just for us, for us married, right? But let's move back to us single, right? If you are single, just use this time. And there's no rush to getting married. There's no rush to all those pressure of getting married and making money. Calm down. If you can pay your rent, you can feed, right? Basic things are taken care of. Honestly. Godliness with contentment is a great gain. Begin to sow yourself in the spirit. After you have sown yourself in the spirit, if you now have time left, okay. You understand? But the truth of the matter is that there's, there's never enough time for God. What do I mean by that? What the Lord would prefer that everybody is doing is that they are using every moment of their life to seek him. Right? But if now I have to work, the Lord understand. Right? So, of course, he can't, he can't throw us away. I don't know why I'm talking like this today. But the Lord will help us. In the next 30 minutes, I hope to finish. We'll see. Amen. But I, I felt that to just also mark the importance of seasons and times for us as we are growing, we're in different stage of life, right? Some of us are single, some of us are married, right? Uh, and for those of us married, we should not feel bad that maybe, because I know that there's a, hearing this, one of the first things that comes, ha, ah, I did not grow here when I was, don't worry about that, right? What we should focus on is just growing, sowing ourselves in the spirit, and 
maximize our time spiritually as much as we can. Pray for wisdom for the Lord to shape you, prepare you, right, to grow as you ought. Just pray. Keep praying. There's nothing there's not prayer I can't do. Prayer, prayer, prayer brings grace, mercy, supply of life. Amen. Praise the Lord. But one thing that I'm, I'm thankful for is that I experienced the Lord. I wasn't totally, totally empty when it comes to God, the experience of God while growing up. Imagine, imagine I didn't love the life of the Spirit then. Imagine I didn't take too much to leading of the Spirit. And I'm trying to not learn it now. The Lord can still teach me, but of course you grow in things. And there is time for everything. Right? There's time for everything under the sun. So let's read this uh, Ecclesiastes. So say, Remember the Lord, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, not the years drawn near. Right? So the evil days have not come. So when I'm not talking about those evil days, is uh, those evil days can be represented as times, right? That you don't have enough, you may not have enough time to do the things you have time for before, right? So, meaning that things, other things have come to occupy, right? And also, evil days are, can also be considered days of your temptation, right? So, you grow in preparation. Like, like imagine Jesus did not, did not grow, right? And then, he went to Jordan, he was baptized, and then he was led into the wilderness, and Satan came to tempt him. Do you think he would have been able to win Satan? One of the things that you realize <laughs> that Jesus did is that every time Satan tempted him, he responded with the word. That's what tell you something, that Jesus knew the word. That means that Jesus has spent time, right? I spent time knowing what the scripture said. And we can also see signs of that later, right? When he was reading, and I said, this is me. I have come to fulfill, not to abide, but to fulfill the law, right? Mm. <laughs> was talk, I think he took Isaiah, Isaiah yes. <laughs> 60. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. See, this day, this, uh, this prophet is fulfilling that. <laughs> so how did Jesus know that that was him? And how did Jesus know the word of Isaiah? That's to tell you that Jesus was conversant. Jesus knew the scripture. Jesus and the scripture were together. I feel like I've, I've said enough, you must read your Bible, so by now, <laughs> so by now it should be normal. It should be normal when we hear it. Why? And do you know why it's important to know your Bible? time has gone Right? No, do you know why it's important to know your Bible? Is that you need it to think as a Christian. That's one of the reasons why. It's, why? Because the, everybody thinks in a certain way. Right? Now when you begin to check how you think, begin to x-ray it, you see that how you think is tied to something. Either philosophy, either a tradition, Right? What else? What are the things that I don't know. But what? No. 
worldly sense, there our the, you can, every sense that a man uses is tied to something, not just empty. The every idea that comes from a human being is from it is tied to the words of a spirit. And we know that this word is the word of the Spirit of God, or is the word of God. We can say that, right? See this Bible, when you read it and you understand it, and then you begin to use it to think. How you use it to think is that, how you use it to think is doing what the word says, right? Okay. Maybe you come across a situation, what, the, what does the scripture say about this thing? What the scripture says about it will be tied to your understanding of what the scripture says, Right? So, when you are living, you should be using Bible to Bible sense. You know the way the Bible is sounding. The way the Bible sometimes when you read it, it sounds some. You know the Bible does not sound sound like the way men talk. Bible is different. Bible has a spirit. That is all. You know, it's alive, right? When you are thinking about certain things in your life. Bible sense shouldn't be far from your heart. Right? Why? Because as you are thinking about certain things, it's possible that you're not even thinking John 3, 6, because now you may not be wondering, okay, I'm about to eat. What does eating, what does the Bible say about eating? John 3, 6, no, not John 3, 16. Okay. What does the Bible say about eating? Eat, do not be glutonous. Okay. I mean, that's still good. I mean, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> Right, but I'm not even talking about that. What I'm not talking about is you're about to do something from your being as you're trying to process it. What you are, what is behind your thought is scripture sense, meaning that there are things scripture has given you understanding in, right. And those things is what you, you what is what you choose to think, right? And for most of us, it starts from faith. What does maybe you're about to you're about to uh, you don't have money for something? I say, ah, what does the Bible say in this this kind of situation? You're like, have faith, okay? I have faith that this will come. You just use Bible, right? <laughs> but it's an understanding you used about faith, right? So, I'm getting the sense of what I'm trying to say. The scripture, will tell, there's what it says. But beyond what it says, there is a sense of Bible that they want to pass across to you. So the way you should be thinking yeah. should be by, with, by Bible. Yeah. That's the normal way. Now, most of the time, maybe it's not, right? Because we don't, I, I just noticed something. Everybody that I've seen that grow well spiritually, one thing is common to them. They think Bible. They don't think the way yes. people think. Yes. There's a way they flow, there's a place they flow from. What does the Bible say about say it? About it. Huh. So okay, so they are thinking about uh, let's say oh mentorship. You see the word doing mentorship now. Okay. Don't just assume, oh, mentorship is good. Okay. 
when you when they are explaining to you why mentorship is good, you will see that they will fetch it from scripture. Why is mentorship good? Okay, Elijah. You know, Elijah had Elisha. Elisha had to submit to Elijah. Elijah trained Elisha spiritually, right? So that mentorship says the word stole it from Bible. You get. So if they want to explain it, they'll tell you scripturally it is okay. Why? Because we see the Lord doing it. For example, see Elijah Elisha. Okay. See Jesus and the disciples. Okay. See Moses and Aaron. Right? You'll be seeing patterns. Then they cannot tell you, okay, see this thing is scriptural. Right? Why not check other sense? Like there are other sense that we use as as Christians. Like, for a long time, I believed I believed that evil spirit can attack you in your sleep. Right? That if you eat something in your sleep, it can affect you. For a long time, I believed that. But tell me, that sense, where did it come from? It's not Bible, but it's a sense, and it cultured men, right? Did he culture? Did he culture? I don't know. Joy, did you did you have any sense of such things? Yeah, you you know that that kind of thing. Ah, okay. So that means it's not fully fully faded, finished. Okay, Karen, did you do you hear something like that? Huh? I mean, in culture where, I mean, if you eat something in your sleep, it could affect you, evil spirit can. You've heard that one too. So you see all of us that have heard it. And then we use that sense, right? As we are living, we're all, maybe you dream that you ate, you can be afraid. Hey, I ate in my sleep, right? How should I do? You can start praying and fasting now because of it, right? And I can tell you that that prayer and fast, you just spent hours praying. Right? It's based on fear. Right? Ah, and then the thing is that we've, we've just wasted time spiritually. And evil spirits are happy. Yeah. Well, because they give us occupation. Well, instead of using your time to actually be experiencing God, enjoying God, we'll spend it doing other things. Imagine that time, so me, I'm praying, Lord, <laughs> take this tea out of my belly. I could have been praying it, Lord, I want to grow spiritually, Lord, help me. But Lord, pray, start praying in the spirit. Are you, not, are you saying that if I pray that one and use that time, it's not something? It's something. Right? Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is that that thing is a sense. Right? It's a sense. What we are using to, to live. And we are using it to live, all of us. Yes, right? But it's a sense. But where does that sense come from? It's from a spirit mm -hmm. that taught men. Right? And, is it, and when you now look at it, where did it come from? It's from our tradition. When you, when you check everything you are using to live a thought, check it, it's always tied to something. Tradition, philosophy, rudiment of the world, it's always, the sense is always tied to something. Right? What you should, what believers, the moment we're born, we're born again, we should, what we should be developing is how to use scripture sense. Part of it is you have to read your Bible. When you read your Bible, you now have to start, you have to believe what the Bible says. 
then you now have to believe that using what the Bible says to live is the right way to live. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've talked about this uh, Bible, and we've talked about, okay, let me now start trying to move to, I don't know why I always talk a lot, and then I try to end the message, always at the last time, always at the last time, the last, last time. Amen. Oh, I'm saying last time, sorry. Okay, so, um, the scripture says, remember the Lord thy God in the days of thy youth. And for us that are married, we are still youthful, so... Let's not forget, we are still useful. We are still, why? Because for every season, right, there will be your youthful time and then there will be evil days coming. Do you understand? In the sense that as you are growing spiritually, as you are growing spiritually, right, there will always be seasons where the Lord is preparing you for something. Right? And you can see it too, spiritually, that there's, the way the Lord works is preparation before the actual thing. Right? Like we see Jesus, when Jesus came, there was a preparer of the way. That's John. John prepared the way for Jesus. He prepared, Jesus came. Right? Jesus was prepared before the cross. Right? And then you see us, when we get born again, we are prepared before we enter the kingdom. When you are entering the kingdom, you are being prepared for to meet with God. Right? So there will always be preparation before you move into another season. Yes, you go. So by, by, and, okay, let me put it this way. The, the moment, the, the end time, right? The end time of every soul in every season is a time of tribulation. Do you understand? It's a time of what? Tribulation. And, and you know that in the end time, one of the things, the all mark, right, of the end time, whenever you hear anybody talk about end time, is all the tribulations that will happen. Yeah. All, that's the all mark of end time. Right? But what they're just saying, that they're just bringing a season to an end. Right? Bringing another. But at that time, there will always be a tribulation. Why? Because the scripture says, by much tribulation shall we enter into the kingdom. Right? So, it, but that's not telling you that it is, and so for, us, for all of us that argue that being born again, because you are born again, you are already in the kingdom, then why did the Bible say by tribulation you will enter? When you get born again, are you going to tribulation? Is everybody that's in tribulation when they get born again? Some, they are driving their car and, you know, eating biscuits and bread and butter and then all of a sudden, the message will just hit them. Bah! Oh Lord, I must give my life to... Is that a tribulation? But they are telling us that by more tribulation, shall we enter into the kingdom? And then most of us will usually associate that with the end time. Right? That there will be tribulation at that time. But even when we look at the sense of that, we realize that the tribulation is not for those. Well, you can tell, but there are some, like the sense we had then is that before tribulation come, they will take us. Those that are left, they're the ones that will go through tribulation. That's the sense of rapture that we had then. But that's not how things are scripturally. They realize that ah, 
If they say by more tribulation shall we, that means every Christian. Right? So what that means is that there is a, the season of entering the kingdom is a season of tribulation. Why is it a season of tribulation? It's because of the manner of entrance into the kingdom. Right? Why? You cannot enter the kingdom unless you are converted. And the process of conversion is tribulatory. Why? Because as at that time, part of what they'll be doing to you too is they'll be compressing you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They will compress you because you must fit through the eye of the needle. Right? You must fit through the gate. Straight gate. And because you must fit through the gate, they must compress you. And in that compression is the, is the, is the work of conversion. To convert you, right, into the kingdom. And part of the criteria for conversion is meekness. And you now realize that it's not easy to be meek. So each time they are demanding meekness from you, 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 will, you would cry. Because you are in tribulation. Ah, oh, I want to enter. You want to enter? Be meek. That's the time they will bring tribulation of meekness around you. They will press you on every side. You will be perplexed. Right? They will, they will press you. Why? They want you to enter. And the, and the process of getting you to enter is not easy. It's not easy. You to, you must, there's a decision you will make to enter. And that decision is you must decide to be meek. Intentionally. So when you say to be meek, you must, you must see your edge and give it. I don't know this. I feel these things I'm saying is even is a little bit more strong than you know, what I've been saying about entrance before, right? Because you now I've just been, but this one because this is the real deal of the entrance. I don't, I didn't, I didn't even think I would even come near this one, right? But this this meekness that's the real deal for the entrance. Any soul that can't agree with to be made meek, ah, that soul will suffer serious tribulation. You can be in tribulation of entrance to the kingdom for years and never enter. You can be there. Why? Because they'll keep they'll just keep pressing. And you now realize that tribulation is tribulation is common when you're about to end a season in your life. They'll bring you into another one. Tribulation is common. It's not far-fetched. Why? Because that is by tribulation you enter. Tribulation is, is normal. And tribulation is, is, like I said, is the hallmark of end time. It's the hallmark. So when you are in the kingdom and you want to move into the holy place, you, want, you are by the veil, you will still go through tribulation. Then when you are about to enter the most holy, you have to enter tribulation too. And that's when John, in the book of Revelation, began to say, let's read that one, John, Revelation chapter 1, just to see what, what John was saying, right? Now, what John was saying here is not the same as entering the kingdom, right, in the beginning, right? Moving into the gate, that straight gate is different. He has already entered. But let's, read, let's see what he's saying here. Then I'll quickly move back to... to, um, to Okay, 
So, Revelation chapter 1, verse, verse, okay, start from verse 4. Amen. Okay, let me read from verse 1, right? So, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to shew unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass, right? And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John to the seven churches, which are, ah, it's almost as if he was even writing this <laughs> in, the, in the end time state. Right? Say so the time is at hand. And you notice that the same thing Jesus was saying and John. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That is the word of those that know, yeah. that know the manner of entrance into the kingdom. So John knew about the kingdom, right? And I think Jesus was actually talking about, I don't know, I can't remember. What, I think he was talking about John when he now mentioned that by much tribulation shall you enter into the kingdom. Yeah. Right? So that. When you say time is at hand, that's, that's almost like the the the, is the, the sign of end time. Is is like this? Is it, like the word slang of end time. Time is at hand. Is at hand meaning that it is almost here. Meaning yeah. the the time is almost at end, mm. right? So John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I know that when we read this, this thing used to perplex us, but I'm not going to talk about this one because that's not what we're talking about. But I just want us to know something. I want the Bible to be alive to us. Right? See all these things that they are saying, even though you may not know it. Right? Be, when you are reading it, and you are feeling like, I don't know what it means. Don't quickly assume what it means and go away. Right? Why? When you don't quickly assume it, it will stay in your heart as something you don't know that you want to know. You may know it in two years. You may know it in five years. You may know it in two weeks. But don't quickly assume. I mean, you can read it and say, okay, this is what it says. Right? But in your heart, don't quickly assume, I know. Just continue reading it. 
you know that you don't know, but you can talk about, like, you say you read Revelations, you have some understanding, right? It's okay. But I'm, I'm giving you a secret about attitude around Scripture. If you, if, you, if you want to grow in the Word, don't quickly assume what you don't know and go away. When I'm reading and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm understanding, right? When I get to a point that, ah, inside of me, there's no doctrine, there's no nothing, I can't, that's the time. I put, it, I put it aside, but I keep thinking about it. Sometimes I can go and listen to other messages, past messages. Why? I'm trying to get the understanding. Then when I get it, I know, ah, okay, 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 that's what is missing. And whenever that happens, something has been added to me inside. Right? Because sometimes you might be wondering, ah, how should I do my Bible? Something that's just, that's that almost like the marker Holy Ghost give you inside of you to help you study Bible. Why? It's, it's like the Holy Ghost makes it clear to you in your soul that this thing is not inside of you, you don't know it. And anything you don't know in scripture is an opportunity for God to teach you. So whenever you see something in scripture and you don't know it, don't run away quickly. And don't get too stuck. I want to know. And then you want to get the revelation now. Now. And if the revelation does not come now, and you know you have 10 minutes to go to work, you'll be sad. It's like I didn't read the Bible today. Don't kill yourself. Read your Bible. <laughs> the 10 minutes you have read it. They start, you can pray about that one you don't know. Pray. See, this is, this is how you navigate scripture most of the time. Right? You get to a point you don't know. Pray. It's an opportunity. See, your experience is being enriched. Yeah. Don't make it like a timetable routine. You just mark it. I don't know it. Ah, you want to know it for yourself. No. See, the Lord has, has marked ex exploit for you in Bible. Exploits. How? You are reading it. As you are reading it, you come across things you don't know. That's, that's an opportunity to dig the ground. That's an opportunity to be spiritual. That's an opportunity to pray. You don't have to know it right then and then, but pray. Your experience has been enriched. Those are, the, those are the experiences that when you have, you should, be, you, should be, you should be glad, you should be happy that you are experiencing things. You know, sometimes when we come across things like that, the first thing that comes is sadness. We don't know you. I don't know you. No, don't be sad. These are, yes, in my, in my standards, ah, you don't know, you should know. It's okay. But read your Bible. Pray. Pray about it. Just pray about it. Yeah, you will be, you'll be adding to you. Don't just, now, this thing I'm saying, I don't know, I'm, I don't know why I'm talking like this today, but it's, it's in a way, it's almost like an impartation of something. It's, it's a frame. This thing I'm saying is to impart a frame, right, of mind as you are reading Bible. And not just a frame alone, it's, to, it's like a key to spiritual growth in a way, right? How you, how you engage Bible. Everything, eh? everything about Bible must be spiritual. It must be a spiritual experience. And one thing I meant by that is, don't ever assume the place of the Holy Ghost in the sense that, see, you must approach spiritual things with meekness. In the sense that, 
you must never assume you know, even, even though you know some things. It's a posture. So every single time I'm coming to teach or do something, even if there's something in my, my heart, I don't even carry it as if, ah, that's the thing I would talk about. So it is easy if there's something else, or depending on the move of the spirit, it is easy for me to be able to pick direction in a way, right? Why? Because I'm not relying on what I know or what I have memorized. Mm. I don't, can't even memorize certain things. One of the things that the Lord arranged around the teachings of the spirit is that you must come humble. If you don't come humble, you may know many things, though, share many things, but you yourself, you know that they just they refuse you around by yeah. you. They are refusing you. Unless you are not sincere, yeah. you will know that they are refusing you around Bible. Yes. No, no, no. The moment you begin to have that posture of surrender, yeah. when you begin to surrender, you then you now experience true spirit. Yeah. Amen. I don't know why I'm saying this one, but God will help us. Let me quickly read what I was saying, right? Which is to come, the Almighty. Verse 9. I, John, who also am your brother, you see, and companion in tribulation, you see, and in the kingdom. See, in tribulation, in the kingdom. It's not saying I am having tribulation to enter the kingdom. I am in tribulation, comma, in the kingdom, right? And patience of Jesus Christ. This one that John is saying, John is telling us where he's at in his journey. But he's also saying that he has brethren there. I am your brother and companion. So it's not only him. There are others there. So in our journey, we'll get to a point in the kingdom. So, and in the kingdom. So he is already in the kingdom. Right? But what I want to bring out of that is that after you have entered, there's another tribulation. I am in tribulation and in the kingdom and in the presence of Jesus Christ. Right? Was in the, now, this season, this season that John is talking about, right? He's talking about, it's around the end time of Christ. Because it says the patience of Jesus Christ. So when you grow into Christ, there's also an end for that. And there's a season of tribulation there to move into life everlasting and eternal. Right? But one thing is very certain that the moment you're about to change season, there's an end time for that. And there's a a tribulation around it. Now, one thing that me, I'm praying for, that I'm seeing in my heart, is the end time of worldliness. The Lord does not want us to be worldly. He doesn't want us to love the world. He wants us to be spiritual. The only thing that can escape this world is Christ. And Christ is spiritual. Meaning that they have to introduce us to things that will make us spiritual. Right? One thing I, I just speak that what God wants to end carnality. Yes, sir. 
right? You know, canal Christians are not just the, are not just Christians that go to club. Canal Christians is a way of thinking. A canality yes, yes, has to do with yes. has to do with an it's an understanding. For example, loving money more than God is canality. It is loving fame name more than God is canality. Right? I mean, that one, you get, you get level share. But there are other things that, that Paul called carnal. For ye are yet carnal. That's Corinthians. You have envy, strive. Ye are yet carnal. I cannot speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Meaning that every Christian that has not yet entered into the kingdom is still carnal. Why? Because they are not yet spiritual. Right? And Jesus was telling us, I think we were talking on, on Saturday, that the Holy Ghost is also a womb. Yeah. Right? That bets you into the kingdom. You must pass through. He said that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. It means that flesh is tied to carnality. But there is a season where that thing has to end. Where they begin to change you from being grass to stone. You have to be changed to be stone. Right? Now, ah, I didn't talk about the grassy literature, but let's read First Peter. I'm rounding up. First Peter chapter chapter one. Is the Lord that is doing it? Amen. And so the funny thing is that this kind of teacher, I don't know. The way it starts, sometimes it's like it's building, you build, you build, and then it will peak. Right? But in a way, I don't feel it has peaked yet, but it's getting there. But the Lord will help us. And so, first Peter, but we, we don't have enough time, so I'm just going to round up pretty soon. And uh, But where I, will, where I will end is first uh, Peter chapter 1, verse, sorry, verse 23. And I love, I love, it's just every, the spirit is sweet too. Mm -hmm. Right? Verse 23 says, being born again, you see that word, being born again, again. Yeah. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God. Right? Which liveth and abideth forever. Say, for all flesh is as grass. See? Fleshy life. Is a grassy life. What is the what's particular about it? And all the glory of man as the flower of grass. Meaning that anything tied to a fleshy life has the same pattern as a grass life. And what's the nature of grass? Grass has glory. The glory of grass is a flower that comes. But they are telling us something here about it. It says the grass withered. You see? And the flower thereof falleth away. You see? But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Meaning that there's a word that is able to give you something better than grass. It's the word of Christ. 
right? It's the word of Christ. Because the word of Christ is tied to the life of Christ. Right? But it says, being born again, not a competency, but by the word of God. This word of God here, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man as the flower. So everything that is not spiritual, eh? the glory does not last one bit. Doesn't. The glory doesn't last one bit. It doesn't last any, it, does, it doesn't last at all. Meaning that when you move that thing into the spirit, you will find it. It's like carrying gold in your hand and then they move you into the spirit. And the moment you enter the spirit, that thing disintegrated to nothing. Now imagine you have gone all your life to labor for things. And all those things can't even, can't even follow you into the grave. Come to think of moving into the spirit. You don't realize that there are, there's actually something. See, this thing I'm saying, that's the end, I'll go home. See, you have to see the life in the spirit as superior. You have to see the gold of the life in the spirit. You have to see the need to die for it. You have to see the need to go for it with all your might, with all your heart. Why? Because what is real is in the spirit. That's why you need faith to see them. Right? There's evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for. What is real is in the spirit. What is real is life. So, what, what is this telling you? It's love the spiritual life. Love spirit. Come into the end of carnality. Let them end carnal life, carnal pursuit. In our soul. Let us find pleasure. Let us find joy in spiritual things. Do you know why you experience joy a lot when you are in the Holy Ghost? It's because the kingdom is in the Holy Ghost. The body not tell us something about that, that the, the kingdom of is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when you're talking about, so whenever you experience joy in the Holy Ghost, you experience the Holy Ghost and you begin to taste of the heavenly life. What they are actually bringing is they are bringing kingdom near you, making you smell it. Do you like it? Come for more. Do you like this kind of thing? Come for more. Hey, they give you tongue. Ah, do you like speaking in tongue? There's more from where that came from. Then they can add gift join. They can add, keep adding. One thing you will realize that you keep experiencing Holy Ghost in different, 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 different ways. What is Holy Ghost trying to do? He's trying to bet you into the kingdom. Is it betting that they want to bet? They want to end, end death. They want to end carnality. They want to put it to an end. They want to end it in you. Will you allow them to end it? Will you allow them, will you allow heaven to end all grass life? Will you allow heaven to turn you to stone? You see, this word is stone. They said the word of God which liveth and abided. What abides is rocky, is stone. And then you know that Jesus is the cornerstone. That's what they tell us. It's a foundation that they said. Because of time, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it's Isaiah 28, if you have time, read it, right? But that's what they are saying. And you now see that if this 
life of God, this heavenly life is your pursuit, then it is worth it to take note of your youthful time, to sow all your life into the spirit, to use all that you have to chase after God, to use all that you have to experience God the spirit. Experience Jesus more. Can you, can you desire to just experience God more? If you, if, if you feel your experience is not enough, pray for more experience. Say, Lord, I want to experience you more. I want to love the spiritual life. I want to be full of spiritual life. I want to end all canal life. I want, the, I want to bring carnality to an end in my soul. Amen. I want to be spiritual. I, want to be spi- I don't want to be flesh. I want to be spirit. Can we begin to pray today? Father, we thank you. Mate Kaliva Sinakari Aspenento. Embrazi Devaraya Kasaka. We pray. Pray for more experience in the spirit to grow spiritually and to bring carnality to an end. Oh, Mataviata Kalio Sepeliata. Enderi Sakali Mazenda Paya Mospalina Ka. Endete Vedebo Shekali Masanta. Oh, that they will bring carnality to an end. Oh, my seven and grace, grace to pass through tribulations. Why? Because we must, we must enter into the kingdom. And by much tribulation shall we enter. Can we pray for grace, 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 grace to pass through tribulation into the kingdom, into the kingdom. Can we pray for more spirit, more spirit, more spirit? That ever we increase spirit upon us. Increase in spirit. Increase in spirit. And bring carnality to an end. Bring flesh life to an end in us. End carnal pursuit. Oh, passivanata. We want to end our carnal pursuit. We want to move into the spirit. We want to experience life in the spirit. We want, to experience, we want to encounter Jesus in the spirit. We want to experience Jesus more. More, more. We want, we want exploit in the spirit. We want exploit in the spirit. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the strength of your word. We thank you, Father, for your spirit which you've brought yes. even to teach us again today and grace to, to learn concerning seasons and times upon our soul. Father, we pray that the grace to take our, uh, this season of our life seriously for your pursuit, you will supply in Jesus' name. Lord, that we have strength to go after you in this season. In this present season of our lives, each and every one, wherever we are, Lord, we pray that the grace to sow ourselves more in the spirit you will supply. In the name of Jesus. Father, one thing that we, I know in our hearts is that we want to grow more. Yes. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will supply grace for growth. Grace Amen. for growth. In the name of Jesus. Father, grace to, to sow ourselves more. In the spirit for growth. You will supply in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.
You dwell between the cherubim. 